It's not business as usual, ladies and gentlemen. It's too late for that. Am I right about it? Amen. All of it's good, but it don't come any better than having an encounter with God Almighty. Am I right about it? I won't preach long, but we'll let God be God. I'm going to stick with my subject. I have a lot of ground I want to cover. And I'm going to stay with my subject today because this is where God has led us and what I'm going to talk about today. And uh, I'm a preacher and a teacher. We're going to do it all today. Are you ready? Somebody shout, I'm ready. Romans 4. You pray for me. I can do nothing without you. You understand that? I do. I do understand. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. We're talking about Abraham here. Watch this. And being not weak in faith. And being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse number 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith. Notice what it says in verse 19. He was not weak in faith. Verse number 20 says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, God had promised, he was able also to perform. I, I don't normally have two titles, but I have two titles this morning. Here's my next verse that I want to read. Are you ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Luke 17 and 5, don't turn there because we're going to do this. But Luke 17 and 5, and I will quote, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase my faith. Increase our faith. So I'm going to speak on the subject today with two titles here today because it's important for you to hear this. How is your faith? Is it weak or strong? How is your faith? And then secondly, I want to say we need strong faith for these times. The times we're living in. Amen. Strong faith for these times. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. With two brutal wars raging and more threatening to get in on it, not only that, the economic downturn that's in our nation and the dysfunction of our governments we are living in the second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 perilous times. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. It used to be when a business owner closed his businesses or whatever it, whatever it was. Sometimes Sadly enough, they'd go back the next morning and find somebody who maybe had broken in during the night. But they'll go in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon now. 
with no recourse whatsoever. Disco also in the last days, perilous times shall come. We're living in those last days. Let me quickly say this. I want you to stay with me because I tell you, I feel, I feel God right now. I feel it. Watch this. I've been doing this a long time. I've been preaching a long time. Serving God a long time. And you've heard we're living in the last days many times. Shout me down. When I grew up, there used to be, we used to do, you know, like spring revivals, fall revivals, those, those kinds of things. And we'd have a week revival. And the evangelist would come and preach, and y'all don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about, and inevitably, somewhere during the week of revival, he would, he would preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, inevitably, one night of the revival. And also, and never would fail, he would also preach on the coming of the Lord. Rapture of the church. The Bible says that in the Apostle Peter's writings that in the end time or in the last days, watch this, there would be scoffers saying, where is his coming? Come on, read it. Shout me down here. Watch this. I think I want to read this. I think I want to read this. I do. So I want to read this. Then we're going to move on. In the, the writings of Peter, watch this. Watch this. Chapter number three, second Peter. Knowing this first. Watch that. Watch. Knowing this first. Peter chapter number 3. That there shall come in the last days scoffers making fun. Walking after their own lust and saying, watch this, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Stop. When are scoffers coming? When are they going to be saying we've heard that before in the last days? In the last days? Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot listen to the news today, whether it's CNN or Fox or any of them, and listen to what they're saying without it reading like the Bible. Right. You can't do it. It reads, and you can't see, look and see at the lawlessness and what's happening in, not around the world, but in America today, and what we're seeing in America today, in the perilous times in America today, uh, with, without it reading just like the Bible of the end times. And so I've come to tell you today, we need some strong faith for these last days and for these end times that we are living in. This is not the time to be paralyzed with fear. We as the church must step up and step out, even if it's doing something different two Sundays in a row at a leadership meeting because
I'm to tell you this is the hour, this is the day, this is the moment that we need to declare that Jesus Christ will indeed come again. I will not be caught scoffing about it. We've got two brutal wars raging. There's an economic turndown. Dysfunction in Washington, D.C. and on the local as well. Perilous times. And so we must be strong in faith, lifting up the name of Jesus, declaring to anyone and everyone that there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know, that's one thing that is amazing to me at the people that are in government that aren't saved and don't even believe the Bible. They, they, want, they want to tell you that there are many, many ways to God. They want to bring all that, you know. But I'm telling you, there's not but one way to God. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's not popular. Presidents won't say it. Legislatures won't say it. They will not say it. It's not popular this day, but there's not but one way to God. And it's through Jesus Christ, his Son. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Am I right about it? And so we need strong faith for these times because if you're going to stand up, and tell people that you're a Christian, you're really doing something today. Come on. Because the Christians, uh, church and Christians are being persecuted today like never before. And they're being, they're being uh, bullied on the job. They're being bullied on the streets. They're being bullied in the supermarkets. Amen. On, because you named the name of Christ. Aren't we seeing that today? We're seeing that. And being shot and killed in the streets of America. Amen. Amen. We've got to have some strong faith. Because I've come to tell you. That in these times that we are living in. There are crucial times. We need some strong men and women of God. We need some strong Christians today. Who will not back up. Let us slow up. But we'll stand up and speak up. And let the world know that Jesus is on the throne high and lifted up and he is coming back again speak up, stand up and declare that Jesus Christ he is the Lord and to do that it's going to take some strong faith on your part am I right about it? Amen. Amen, now watch this watch this, let me give you these two quick things, watch let me give you these two quick things, number one I want to give you two or three things here that, that, that why faith is so, why we should be desperate for faith in God today and growing our faith in God and becoming stronger in our faith. Amen. You know, one reason we're too easily overwhelmed. Oh, I just can't barely make it. We're too easily overcome. We're too easily overwhelmed. Amen. We're too easy to throw in the towel. I'm telling you, if you've got strong faith in God, amen, you will say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you've got strong faith in God, I said strong faith in God, you'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that got so strong in faith. Yeah. You can play the music all you want. We bow, amen. We got strong faith. We're not even careful how we
we answer you, our God will deliver us. And even I'll show you some strong faith. Even if He don't, we're not going to bow. Amen and amen. Can you say praise the Lord, somebody? And because they had strong faith, they said, we see a fourth man like unto the Son of God. And they came out without the smell of smoke on their, on their clothes. The hair on their head was not sent simply because they had strong faith in the Lord. And that's not all. Watch this. Everybody say, watch this. When they came out on the other side, they got promoted. Yeah. I'm telling you, walking with God with strong faith, you'll get promoted. Yeah. They were promoted over the land and made overseers of the land. Amen. Yes. We need people with strong faith. Am I right? right. Watch this now. Let's hurry. I, 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 oh, glory to God. Come on now. Watch now. Watch, watch. Here's how important faith is. Hebrews 11 and 2 says, For by, for by faith the elders obtained a good report. Well, Matthew 9 and 29, Jesus touched the eyes of two blind men and said, according to your faith. That's right. That's right. Amen. Now, is faith important? Yeah. Growing your faith? For, you know, it's your faith. Jesus is not black anywhere. It's us. When he turned to the woman that touched his garment, he said, he said, uh, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. That's why faith is so important to us today. He touched two blind. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. No, no, no. Hebrews 11 and 6, watch this. Hebrews 11 and 6. Listen, see, it's all faith. All of it. Hebrews 11 and 6 says that he that cometh to God must what? Believe. Believe. If you're going to come to God, you got to come to him in faith. That's right. That's why I'm on this because I'm telling you in these lives, it's all about faith. We re we don't receive anything without faith. That's right. I'm, I'm gonna prove it to you. We receive everything by faith, by believing God. And so it's important that our faith grow in the Lord. I'm gonna show you about it growing in just it's important that we be strong in faith for the times we're living in. Come on. And so Hebrews 11 6 says that when we come to God, we must believe that He is. And that he is a rewarder. That's how you get what you You know, he rewards you. He, he blesses you. He meets your needs. He answers your prayers. He comes to your rescue you because you believe, you have faith that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But you come to him in faith. Come on. Right. Watch that. Let's take this, take this a little bit further. It, it says in Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. Watch this. Here's the, I'll show you how important faith is. Somebody say, watch this. Watch this. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, watch, watch. For by grace are you saved through faith. The grace is available, but, it, but you have to believe. It's through faith. Grace is available to everybody that will believe and receive. And so, so he says, uh, he, he says, uh, by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Here's how important faith is. Watch this. Watch this. I'm okay. I'm on a journey. I've been doing this a long time. I, I, I want my faith to grow more today than I ever have before. Amen. I, 
get to thinking about me growing up, Jimmy Dibby's so good to see you. I get to thinking about this, me growing up the way I grew up, and we had church, man, we had some stuff going on. Man, we 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 had we we preach on the Holy Ghost and we what man we shout and run and had big times and all that. And I get to thinking about it, it's wonderful. I don't I don't I don't I don't look down on that at all. But I do say this. I wish that as I was coming along through those years, I'd had somebody that would have really pressed in and leaned on on me being stronger in faith and growing my faith in the Lord. Because I tell you what strong faith will do for you. I'm just a little secular term around here. I tell you what strong faith will do for you. It'll make you mentally tough. Right. Yeah, well, you're on life. But my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper when the enemy does come in like a flood, the Holy Ghost to raise up the standard against him. That's the kind of faith we want, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. When the going is lost my job, well, God's got something better for me. Amen. Something went wrong. Something didn't go right. God, here's what you can say if you've got strong faith. God said I had to get you a little uncomfortable because if you didn't get uncomfortable, you're going to stay where you were. But when I get you a little uncomfortable, come on somebody, that's what strong faith is for you. We're not going to have a pity party. We're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. We're not going to say we're down and out. We're going to say my God liveth. He rules and he reigns and he always will and he's going to take Measure of faith. The measure of faith. 
Matthew 8, 26, what is Jesus distinguishes between little faith, great faith, and strong faith. Jesus did. Watch. When they were on board a ship and, and a storm started raging, the disciples got afraid and woke Jesus up and said, Don't you care that we perish? Jesus looked at him and looked at his own disciples and said in Matthew 8 26, Why are you fearful? See what he said? He distinguishes. Watch, watch, watch. Uh, Matthew 8 and 10. Matthew 8 and 10, the centurion came to Jesus and he said, I, I need you to come to my house, or, or I would ask you to come to my house and heal uh, a servant at my house. He said, But I've got a man of authority. I tell people to go to go, come to come to come. He said, If you would just speak the word only. Jesus said in Matthew 8 and 10, I have not found so great. Faith. Amen. No, not in Israel. How many would like to have that testimony? Not little faith, but you got some great faith. Jesus distinguishes between the measure of faith, little faith, and great faith. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's be people of great faith. Let's be strong in our faith. Let's take one moment right here and take a praise break. Come on, put your hands in the Lord. Chapter number 15, Jesus tells a woman of Canaan. She's not a Jew. And yet, she comes to Jesus completely out of order and presents a need to him. In this particular case, she had a daughter that needed healing and deliverance. And the disciples said, Lord, send her away. She's not in our tribe. Listen, not a Jew. She asked again. Don't give up, ladies and gentlemen. How strong enough. I'm not of the count that says if I have to knock twice or three times or ask twice or ask. I'm not of the count that says I'm weak in faith. I'm of the count that says my faith's strong enough. I'm going to ask again. She asked again. And Jesus says this. Matthew 15. Jesus says, Oh, woman, being such dollar building, he said, oh, oh, woman, <laughs> emphasis, oh, woman, if that had to be in our day in the 21st century, he said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> that's what he means, he said, oh, woman, watch, 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 he said, he said, great. Against the odds, even my own disciples said, Send you away, and you kept asking. Oh, my great. You kept on asking. Is thy faith? I was wondering. And he says, Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed that moment. Amen. That moment. Amen. Now, we got a measure of faith. It's our responsibility to grow faith, little faith, great faith. Am I right about it? Say amen, somebody? Amen. There's so many more, but I don't have time to do them all. 
And then as we read in Romans 4.20, Abraham uh, was not weak in faith, but rather he was strong in faith. So you know, in, in trying times, in these trying times, this is part of my, uh, my title today, in these trying times, it's important that our faith in God becomes even more important to us and becomes stronger in our Christian walk with the Lord. The more faith we have, the less fear and anxiety we're going to have. Because we're going to see some stuff before we get out of here. And the more faith you've got, the, more, the less fear and anxiety we're going to have. This is what this. Faith is not based upon what we see. Faith is based upon what we believe in who we believe. Because 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says we walk by faith, not by sight. Catch this. Really what he says here is this. The more faith you got, the less you'll have to see. Because I know that I know that I know. I may not see it, but I know that I know that I know. And so let's flip that coin around and say the more faith I got, the more I will see. Faith comes first. Not to see that. Not to see that. Anybody want to grow in faith today and faith increase? Am I right about it? Yeah. So now watch, watch, watch. It's in trying times that we truly need to hear the word of God and pay more attention to the word of God than the media. Now say amen. amen. Because it's the word of the Lord that increases our faith. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh, cometh. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. We're going to walk out of here today with more faith than what we come in with. That included me. That included pastor. We're going to walk out of here today on another level than what we came in with. We're going to walk out of here today encouraged and lifted up and bombs are falling and planes are flying and governments around the world are raising their hand against Israel and the United States of America. But we're going to walk out of here today knowing like the folks in Emma saying it's going to be all right. My faith in God does not fail because I know God is still on the throne and it's going to be all Is there anything 
too hard for me. Watch this. Jeremiah 33, 3, the next chapter. Watch this. Here's where we get that verse in the Bible that we all love. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And yet again, Jeremiah was shut up in prison when that word came. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, I put that verse before the, that verse. The Bible said that yet again, Jeremiah is in prison. And God said, call unto me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. I don't care what you're going through, what you're facing, and what you're up against. I mean, you may be shut up in the prison. God can get to you, come to you, bring you out, meet everything you got. You know, the word increases our faith. Am I right about it? Just think about God telling you that. Come on. God comes up to you and tells you that. He just did. Yeah. Yeah. He just did. Amen. Watch this. Faith cometh by hearing. Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength. And I'm feeling better already. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, what that means is, knowing that God is our refuge and strength, our present help in trouble, therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, the Lord of the hosts is with us. If you look up that word there in King James, it's not H-O-S-T, host. It's H-O-S-T-S. Host. Host. And if you study the word host, you know what that means? I'm going to read it like that word means it. Are you ready? I'm going to read it again like it says it, but I'm going to read it again in, in well, what it means. Watch, watch. Somebody say, watch this. The Lord of hosts is with us. That's plural. What that means is the Lord of angel armies is with us. Can you shout me down? Amen. The Lord of angel armies, H-O-S-T-S, hosts, is with us. And yet the Lord of angel armies is with us. I'm about to rub off. say in verse 10, knowing all of that, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Amen. Come on, somebody. And I'm telling you, if you want your faith to grow, now watch. You've got to be determined. You've got to make it a point. You've got to be faith-minded. My faith don't grow in that. You know what don't make any difference if the pastor's preaching a message that might not particularly float your boat. The word is the word is the word is the word. And it'll grow your faith. Come on. How about that? Because the Bible says so. That's right. It'll grow your faith. It'll grow your faith. And just like the songs you're singing, watch this, folks. What you're really doing is putting a message 
message. It's the word. It's the word. And so you get, you've got to be careful, and, and, and you've got to do it on purpose. You've got to take the initiative. Be faith-minded. I'm, I'm growing by faith. I'm in the word. I'm in the word. Because I'm here to tell you, discouraged, but I come from a lot of places. You put one step forward, and the next thing you know, some, somebody done knock the wind out of your sails. Don't shout me down on that one. speaker to come uh, to preach for me and he'd already been there twice he, I won't tell you his name because you would have heard of him he preached on TVN he had a weekly broadcast on Daystar and he'd come to preach and got to know him and so he'd come back again and the next time he come uh, we were in, in the conference room and I rolled out we, I got to know him a little by then we rolled out appointments to the building he said wow Look at this. This is going to be something. I rejoice with you, Brother Guyton. This is amazing. It's tremendous. And I just glorified God. <laughs> so he comes out. I introduce him to preach. He gets up to preach. He's on it, man. I mean, he's about like I needed to learn. He's on it. He gets about 15 minutes into his sermon and he just stops. Looks at everybody like I'm looking at you. And he says, well, he stopped preaching. He said, well, your pastor showed me your plans that you've got in the conference room. Wrote about They're so wonderful and nice. And I told him how nice it was. I don't believe you're going to be able to do it. You start out drawing out of God. Yeah. Going to new levels in the Lord. Growing in your faith in God. Getting determined that you're going to be a strong man or woman of God. Sometimes the enemy will do something or something to be said, even, even inadvertently, that will try to knock the wind out of your sails. But the stronger you get, you're going to need some strong faith. It can come from anywhere at any time and you don't know where it's going to come from. At any moment, at any time, all I know is if the devil comes knocking, I'm gonna. If the devil comes knocking, I'm gonna send him home empty-handed every time because my faith has grown in the Lord. And on the last time he came, it might have been, but I got news for the devil today. I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. Amen. Strong in my faith to the Lord. Say Amen, somebody. Amen. amen. So, 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For no matter how many promises God has made. Oh, by the way, when he said that, I, he didn't hear me. I sat on the front row. He didn't hear me, but I said it to myself. I said, Oh, yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it, did we, brother? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yea, or they are yes in Christ, through him, and amen. 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 His promises are yes. You can count on this, ladies and gentlemen. If it's a promise God has made, it's a yes. 
God when he can make promises and then tell us no. Get a hold of that. His promises are his. Period. Not, not if the circumstances are right. His promises are yes. What kind of God would he be if, if he makes the promises and then he don't, and then he, 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 he don't do it? He's not a man that is your life. He's not slack concerning his promises. And some men count slackness there. Yes, and amen. And the word amen means so be it. Amen. We need faith for these times. Faith when the wind is contrary. Faith when it wasn't fair. Faith when you were let down. Faith when you had a setback. Faith when the report was negative. Faith when God seems a million miles away. Faith when it wasn't fair. What happened? Faith for all times and all seasons. Because you know what faith says? You know, how many of those faith can talk? Faith says things can change. I'm going to give you one more minute. This is better than chicken. Now, watch this. Watch this. How many of those the Bible says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God? That's right. What I'm about to give you is God inspired. And God repeated himself for the same words four times through Scripture. It must be important. Are you ready? Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. But the just shall live by his faith. Romans 1 and 17. The just shall live by faith. Galatians 3 and 11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 and 38, now the just shall live by faith. Apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. 
Jesus what I want to say. Well, if you have faith, bring the rest. You can see the mountain. You never lift. He's teaching us something. You think you got to have a mountain of faith. Jesus said, all you need is a mustard seed faith in the mountain moves. We think we've got to have a mountain of faith. Mountains of it, mountains, oceans of it. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, if you have that kind of faith, that's great faith to me. Jesus said, that's great faith to me. You don't think that anybody that can speak move mountains, that's not great faith? That's great faith. You know what that does for us, you and me, ladies and gentlemen? It puts us all on the same level and playing field for what one of us today could grow in the mustard seed of faith. Amen. I believe I can own some mustard seed faith. I, I believe I can do that. Well, you know, our mind, we think about our mind. No, he said mustard seed. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus is on his way into town with his disciples. Watch. He sees a, a fig tree up ahead and he, he gets excited about it. Give me some figs. I'm on my way into town and he gets up to the tree and there's no figs there. He cursed that tree. From now on, cursed it. They go on into town. That evening. Now watch this. Watch this. And the disciples said, Lord, that, that fig tree that, that you spoke to, that you cursed, look, it's just it's what you said. Look, look, look. Jesus said, Well, if you think that's something, read it on read it. Here's what he said next. If you think that's something, I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain. If you think speaking to a tree is something, <laughs> come on now. If you think speaking to that tree is all that, you, he said, and I'm the one that spoke to the tree, but I'm telling you that you can speak to the mountain.
do. I'm going to need you to exercise your faith this morning. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, you're doing good. You're doing good. Now, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to just back up to that front row. Back up to the front row. Uh, here we go. Here we go. The Bible says, somebody say the Bible says. That if we will agree as touching any one thing, that it shall be none of them of my Father which is in heaven. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask you to do it one by one. I'm going to ask, ask you to do it by faith.
on an assignment from God. I've been for the last 24 months. I'm on an assignment. You don't want to miss next Sunday when we're going to faith. And you don't want to miss at 5 o'clock if you're a, a leader, a volunteer. Be here at 5 o'clock. Bring your spouse, your friend. If you want to be a leader and volunteer, come and you hear what the Lord has to say to us. You don't want to miss faith next Sunday. You don't want to miss it. But the Lord bless you really good by our life. Amen. All right. We got our praise music on. We've got our podcast uh, loading. Amen. We've uh, we got our prayer book. Amen. And uh, well, I'm excited. I'm, God is so good. Y'all know how good God is. God is so good to us, church. He sure is. He is so wonderful to us tonight. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. I haven't had an opportunity to watch the news today. Did watch it yesterday some. I listened to it a little bit. I know about the um, what's going on in in Israel as of this as of this morning uh, with all of the uh, fighting going on, uh, protesting around the country, around the world. Uh, our universities are such a disappointment. Our professors um, indoctrinating. Our college students instead of educating our college students is really what's happening in America today. Um, so we got a lot, of, a lot on our plate to pray about. We got to pray about the news. We got to pray about peace for Jerusalem. Amen. Got my prayer warrior here with me, Brother Matthew. Say hello, Brother Matthew. Good evening. All right. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. Amen. So we're going to jump right on into prayer. Amen. Brother Matthew, just stay here and pray with me as we jump in here and pray for Israel and pray for um, our listening audience. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our college students so somebody educate them and rebuke that indoctrination that's happening to them. Um, this is out here uh, screaming death to the Jews and death to Israel. It's, it's unbelievable. But here we are. Here we are in America today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come to you, Lord, as humbly as we know how. God, we come to you tonight, Father, to pray for Israel. We come to you tonight to plead the blood of Jesus over Jerusalem and all of Israel. We ask you to strengthen the Iron Dome. What a fantastic defense missile system that is. And we ask you to strengthen it because it's like all technology Sometimes there's glitches, and sometimes things don't work the way we want them to work. So we ask you, Lord, to supernaturally get involved in that and make sure it works. God, send the angels, Lord, and protect Israel and protect Jerusalem today. You don't even need man's system, God. You don't even need man's defense because you are God Almighty, and you can defend Israel without any help from technology and any help from man. But Father, we just pray and bless you tonight, thanking you, Lord, for your so awesome and so wonderful, Father. And Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are protecting Israel, because that is your chosen people. And we thank you, Lord, that the Word of God is just literally coming alive, all the prophecies and everything, as we're just on the edge of Ezekiel 38 and 39, the war of Gog and Magog, as we can see all of these countries trying to get involved in this conflict now. And 
uh, America is being uh, targeted. We know that Iran is targeting America's uh, military through Syria. There's been numerous uh, attacks. Even today, there was an attack. And, you know, Lord, this thing can really escalate. Father, we don't want World War III, but we do want your word to be fulfilled. We don't want to see death to anybody on the planet, but we do want to see your word to be fulfilled. Yes. Your kingdom come, your will, will be, be done, done on earth, earth as it is, is in heaven. heaven. Father, that's our will. That's our desire right there. By any means necessary, God, by any means necessary, your kingdom come and your will be done. The rapture of the church, God, we know is so close. And yet there's so many people in the church still asleep. God, there's so many people that don't have a desire to pray. There's so many people that don't have a desire to be in the house of the Lord. Father, I pray right now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, for you to wake up your children, wake up the saints, wake up the church. Yes. God, wake us up that we can hear what thus saith the Lord. Father, we need an awakening, a revival of awakening the church in America today and around the world. Father, we hear great reports of, of revival happening in the underground Christian church in Iran. And we hear wonderful reports of women under 35 are the evangelists, and they're the ones doing this. Lord, I pray for their safety. It's underground because it's against the law. It's against the law of the land. It's against the Muslim culture of their land today and their country. But Father, your will be done. Bring salvation. Lord, I've been hearing reports of Muslims having dreams about a man in white with scars on his hands and his feet. God, they, they believe in dreams and visions. They believe that their God Allah gives them dreams and visions. God, use this method as you seem to be already doing and wake them up. Wake them up, God. Wake them up. Lord, let them see dreams and, and visions, God. Wake them up. Let them begin to question their teaching from the Quran. How it's a message of hate. It's a, it's a book of hate, not love. Lord, we're to love everybody on the planet. Even those that are against you, we're, we're commanded to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. True. Father, even those who don't love us, we're commanded to love them. For what love is there if you just love those who love you? But Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us the freedom, those of us that have the honor and the privilege to live in America. We're protected in so many ways by persecution. But God, we're also exposed to more evil than everybody else. I heard a testimony just today, God, of, of how people in, in, a, in persecution, in a persecution country, how they were, I think it was Romania, they were testifying about how they knew that what they were doing was against the law. And they knew they would go to jail. They knew they could be killed. They could lose everything they have for Christianity. But they said what they did not have was all the sin that we see in America. They didn't have prostitutions on the streets. They didn't have pornography uh, everywhere they looked and commercials and everywhere they looked. Wow. They didn't have uh, alcohol sales and drug abuse and, and, and drug addiction. They, didn't, they don't have any of that. 
but yet they had persecution of the church and and they testified and said it was much easier to be a Christian in a country where it was against the law to be a Christian than it is to be a Christian in America. And Lord, that just spoke to me. It really spoke to me when they said that. God, protect, protect the church in America. God, begin to put a veil over our eyes that we do not have the temptation of sin. Your word says, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, protect us from the temptation that we see in America today. The evil that's in the land. And Father, we bind and rebuke every demonic force tonight. This is the night that the that the witches want to sacrifice. This is the night that the satanic worshipings, the satanic church, this is the night that they want to have their rituals and they want to destroy cemeteries and, and they want to call and summons the devil and this is the night that they, they play with demons. I bind every demonic force in Jesus' name from the town of Bowden right now over this area. These demons that are over this region, over this area of Bowden, we bind you in the name of Yahshua that you have no power. We, de we, have, we bind every witchcraft every demonic spell we bind witches spells tonight in the name of yahshua we bind disney we bind disney the spirit that's over disney because they have come out with this wicked television show this wicked series about a teenage girl getting impregnated by the devil and they're putting it on television for our children to see how bind that demon I bind that demon that has influenced that and, and telling everybody it's okay. Lord, the devil's not even hiding anymore. He's just doing things in the public and, and everybody's just turning the blind eyes if they don't even see what's happening. God, wake us up. Wake up America. Lord, where's the church tonight? Where's the prayer warriors tonight? They know the doors of the church are open. They know the doors of the church are open. And yet, oh, Heavenly Father, they don't want to come and pray. Lord, I pray that you would shake them to their core. Lord, that you would stir them up in their soul, God. And sometimes people need a reason to pray. God, give them a reason to pray in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory tonight. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God, praise God, amen. Brother Matthew, if you'll turn that microphone down, I'd appreciate it, brother. Um, turn it off or whatever you're doing there. You can hear it back here. Praise God. Well, we're going to dive right on in. I've been talking about this book. Of, uh, I just purchased um, this book about praying with Jesus for my leaders in my church. And we're going to continue on in, a, in another prayer uh, that uh, this author wrote, Leroy Martin. Wonderful prayer. What I love about this book, and if you would like to get a copy of the book, just, just let me know. I'll get you a copy. I've gotten one from my leaders in the church, and I'm going to be giving them out this Sunday uh, to all my leaders, my uh, council members, and uh, teachers, um, because I want my leadership praying. We need to have a church that has a praying leadership. 
Because if we don't have a praying leadership, then we're going to be a weak church. So we need we need prayer. And what I love about this book is he actually gives, he, does, he actually walks you through prayer is what he does. Uh, walks you through prayer. So if you don't know how to pray, this guy can teach you how to pray. I love it. I love it. So we're going to, we're going to go to um, Brother Matthew. You've already got your book. I'm going to be on page 123 tonight. Looking at day 14. God is able. Today our Bible verse is all, O God. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth, and by your great power and outstretched arms, there is nothing too hard for you. It's Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17. Our Father in heaven, you are El Elon the Most High God. Psalms 191, verse 1, and we praise you as we enter your, our prayer closets. To you belong all power and glory and majesty. We praise you because you are our Savior and our Sanctifier, our Spirit Baptizer, our Healer, and our soon-coming King. We praise you because we know that you are able to hear and answer our prayers. You are able, and there is nothing too hard for you. Mm. Psalms 27, verses 1 through 8. I love how he takes the word of God and he uses it in a prayer and prays it. He takes the same prayers that, that David wrote down and he uses them in, in prayer. Let's join him in Psalms 27, verse 1 through 8. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat me up, eat my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumble and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I desire of the Lord that I will, that will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle i will sing yes i will sing praises to the lord hear O lord when i cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when you said seek my face my heart said to you your face lord will i seek almighty god we have declared your praise and now we sing your praise we thank you that singing will lead to our deliverance, just as it did for Israel in the Old Testament. We read King Jehoshaphat appointed those that should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying praises to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they sang, when again to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seirah who came against Judah, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Dear Father, rejoice in the testimony of the Apostle Paul. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's begin to just talk to Jesus right now. Let's just begin to pray and just talk to Jesus. Maybe you want to sing a song tonight. You know, we sing our praises to God. Let's begin to worship Him in spirit and in truth tonight. Oh, we praise you tonight, Lord. We worship you tonight. For you are the God of all creation. Oh, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you tonight. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What I did there is I was actually singing in the Spirit. Maybe you've never sung in the Spirit before. Maybe you've never heard anybody sing in the Spirit. You know, you just ask the Lord to help you. He'll help you. The Holy Spirit loves to sing. <laughs> loves to praise the Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll help you praise Him. All you got to do is ask Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I just want to stop right here with the Lord's Prayer and say, Lord, by any means necessary, we want peace in the world. We want, we want peace everywhere. We want to live in peace. But God, we live in such perilous times, forsaken times, evil times. God, it's, it cannot be our way anymore. It cannot be what we want. It cannot be our will be done. It has to be your will. Your will be done. By any means necessary, I just want you to come back. <laughs> we just want you to come and take the church, God, and, and deliver us from the, from the wrath that's coming, from the evil that's coming. Lord, deliver us from the tribulation that's coming upon this planet. Deliver us from the war, the killings, the hunger, everything that's going to come. Deliver the church, O oh God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. There's so many of us that have needs, Lord. And Father, I pray that my listening audience, as they can hear this prayer, Lord, that they will begin to call out their needs to you. Just begin to call out to the Lord. Tell Him what you need. You need food? Tell Him you need food. You need a car? Tell Him you need a car. What do you need? You need gas money? You know, what do you what do you need from God? For whatever it is, God has it. So just begin to talk to him and just tell him what you need, your daily needs. You know, you don't need to worry about ten years from now. I'd be surprised if the world's still standing ten years from now. But you don't need to worry about, pray about that. Pray about today. Pray about your daily needs today. What do you need God to do for you tonight? 
What do you need God to do for you tonight? And then tell him that. Tell him what you need. He already knows. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, deliver us from, evil, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Our Father in heaven, just as Jesus instructed us to do, we pray your name will be honored. We pray your kingdom will come. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we listen to you now so that you will show us the people who need our prayers. Let your Holy Spirit guide our thoughts in our prayers. He's leading us into an intercessory prayer at this time. So let's begin to think about those people that you know need prayer. Um, there's so many people that need prayer. We saw Sister Elaine this morning. You know, Sister Elaine's in the hospital, and when I got there, she was actually in a trauma room, which kind of kind of took me by surprise. And I asked the lady at the one of the nurses, I said, is she in the trauma room because she don't have enough beds? Or she's in the trauma room because she's in trauma? And uh, they just didn't have enough beds. Imagine all these people in the emergency room to the point they don't have enough beds. And there's people that can't get to a hospital room. They have to stay in the ER for a day or two before they can ever get into the hospital room. So she was actually in a trauma room. And... The room that she was in, you know, there was another lady with her, and they have a dividing curtain. So you actually had two patients in one room, and, and the other patient, her name was Vicky, and she was in some kind of pain. I didn't get her, her story about why, what was going on with her, but I could, I could hear her moaning and, and you know, complaining about the pain that she was in as I was talking to Sister Elaine. And um, I just pulled the curtain back, and I just said, man, we're getting ready to pray. We're going to pray for you, too. You know, and she didn't hesitate to accept that prayer. She didn't look at me and say, no, I don't believe in that. <laughs> she said, thank you, please do. And uh, we prayed for Vicki and we prayed for Sister Elaine and um, had a good prayer. And when we got done praying that God would bring healing into that room, Vicki said, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Now, I don't know Vicky from uh, from anybody. I, I never met her before. Uh, but, you know, I just felt the need of prayer. I'm bringing prayer into the room, and she was in the room, and she needed prayer. And I was going to pray for her whether she was going to accept it or not. I was going <laughs> to pray anyways, and, you know, she did accept it. So let's pray for those that you know. Let's continue to pray for Sister Elaine. Let's continue to pray for um, uh, Sister Letitia. Uh, his grandmother, Patricia's mother. Let's pray for her tonight. I can't remember her name, but God knows who she is. Let's pray for her tonight. Praise God she's back home tonight. But she's been in and out of the hospital. Uh, been fighting some heart problems and some other issues. And let's just pray. Her, her heart desires to come to church. She, she told me, I just want to come to church. I'm tired of being in the hospital. I just want to come to church and have a desire to be 86 years old. And her body's trying to shut down, you know, she's at that age, and her heart desire, you know, and I prayed, I said, I believe the Lord's going to raise you up out of this hospital bed and give you an opportunity to come to church just because it's your heart's desire to be in church. Now, brother, I believe that. I'm looking for her to come this Sunday. I'm looking for her to come this Sunday with her family and sit in this church for the very first time. I mean, it's probably been years since she's been in church. I'm expecting to see her this Sunday. 
So let's pray for, for her. Um, let's pray for others. You know people that need prayer. Won't you call their names out right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we continue to pray for Sister Elaine. God, that you would bring uh, healing into her body. We rebuke that fluid that's building up around her heart and her lungs. We speak to her heart to beat faster. We speak to her heart to beat strong. We speak to her heart to be rejuvenated, recreated, transformed. God, you can, you can give her a new heart right there. She don't have to have man touch her. You can give her a heart right there, God. But Father, we pray, Lord, that this fluid begin to leave her body. And she begin to get strength. She just had back surgery, God. And we ask you to touch her back and her legs. Lord, as she learns how to walk with the new surgery that she had. Lord, as she begins to get her strength back in her body. Lord, so she can come back to the house of God. There's, she's got more life to live. And there's things to do. And there's grandchildren to take care of. And, Lord, we ask you, Father, to give her strength in her body. Lord, that she can come and lift her holy hands toward heaven and give you the praise in the house of God. And Father, we pray for Sister Patricia's mother tonight, Letitia's grandmother. Lord, that you would just touch her. We plead the blood of Jesus over her. God, we speak to her heart, Lord, to be strong and strengthened. Father, we pray, Lord, for, for her to receive strength and be able to to come to the house of God. She told me her heart's desire is just to come to church. God, bring her to church and let her sit with her family, God, this Sunday and give her the strength, God, to be able to enjoy the service. And Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory in the name of Yahshua. Shantokoba shikita santokoba. Odabashikurakia. Oh, we give you praise and honor. And Father, we ask you to touch Vicky whoever she is. I don't know her last name, God. I don't even know why she was in the hospital, but God, you do. That's your child. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over Vicki tonight. Lord, for a healing and a cure. Lord, you would surround her with a loving family. God, that she would get the care that she needs and the love that she needs, God. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for raising her up out of that hospital bed, God, and getting her back home where she belongs in Jesus' name. And getting the sister Elaine back home in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for Brother Larry tonight, God, that you would strengthen him and encourage him, Lord, as he deals with his sick wife, God. And Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory. And we ask you to touch Sister Angel tonight, God. You know what she's going through with, with her knees. And Father, this new procedure that's coming up, God, we ask you that it will uh, not only work, God, but let it be a miracle to her. Lord, that she has no more pain in her knees. We rebuke this entire idea about knee surgery. She's too young for replacing of her knees. But God, you can put that gel in her knees and, and that gel can do its job. And we just, Father, we just bless it in Jesus' name. We bless that gel that the doctor is going to put in her knees. And Lord, we just command it to work in Jesus' name and drive out all of her pain. And we speak to her diabetes we speak to that sugar level god lord that you would just be, keep that in the low number where it's supposed to be god in the normal range right now in the name of jesus and father we give you praise honor and glory in jesus name amen amen <clears throat> our father we come to you now to make intercession for our missionaries we ask you to bless our missionaries 
for their willingness to leave their homelands and travel to faraway places in unfamiliar surroundings. These courageous women and men share the good news of Jesus Christ with non-Christians. We pray for your blessings would rest upon our missionaries. Bless them with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Bless them with an open door of ministry. Bless them with wisdom. Bless them with joy and peace. Bless them with health. Bless them with finances and bless their children. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for Colin Bailey tonight, our North Georgia missionary. God is, he's probably somewhere in, in uh, well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say Ukraine, but there's no telling where he's at, really. He could be in Israel tonight. He could be in Palestine tonight. I mean, we don't know where he's at, but God, you know, and we plead the blood of Jesus over Colin Bailey. Lord, that you would protect him right now. Send the angels and protect him. Give him a supernatural immune system that he would no longer get sick. Lord, we've heard reports about him having malaria. We have reports about uh, all kinds of different diseases that he's had to fight and deal with in these foreign countries. But God, you can give him a supernatural immune system that these diseases cannot touch him in the name of Jesus. Encourage him, strengthen him, let him know he's on the right path, let him know he's in your will, Father, and let him know that your hand is upon him tonight. Bless him, meet his needs, bless him financially, God, meet his needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Father, we just thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for all of our missionaries around the world, wherever they are, the Church of God missionaries. Father, we just plead the blood of Jesus over all of them right now that you would protect them and lead them and guide them. Father, we pray for our little sister in Pakistan, Lord, that her church, first of all, will be protected from the burnings. Father, there's so many churches in Pakistan that's been attacked and their homes have been burnt. They've uh, become homeless. They've lost their church. Their Bibles have been burnt. But God, I ask you to protect this little sister in Pakistan that's been in contact with me. And Father, that you would protect her church. You, uh, you would protect her church in Pakistan. Rise up, church of God in Pakistan. Lord, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, that you would send your angels and protect them physically, spiritually, emotionally. That you would meet their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh God, you instruct us to pray. Give us today our daily bread in Matthew 6 and 11. We come to you now with our needs. Hear us, Lord. Hear us, Lord. You know, make a, make a list of your needs. Make a list of your needs. And just, you know, it's okay. I, there's been times I've actually written a letter to God and said, hey, this is my prayer request. <laughs> Put it in writing. I remember one time I was in church and boy, we needed a miracle. I mean, we needed a financial miracle in the church. Uh, there, was a, there was a financial need, and we didn't have the money for it. And I just wrote it down on a piece of paper. I said, Dear Heavenly Father, this is the needs of our church. And I just wrote it out. And then I had everybody in the church to come and sign that piece of paper. That's right. Everybody in the church signed that piece of paper as we were giving that letter to God. We prayed over that letter, prayed over our need, and then put the letter on the altar. 
Can I tell you how God came through? God came through and he met the needs of the church. My Lord, I'm telling you, God, woo, he honors faith, man. When you put faith to work, God honors faith. So make a list of all your needs. Make a list of your bills, whatever it is. You know, command your bills to be paid. Whatever your needs are, whether it be paying bills, whether it be financial, whether it be uh, emotional, or, uh, I mean, uh, you know, healing in the family, peace in the family. You know, we're getting to the holiday season. And holiday season. Brother Matthew, so many families, uh, so many people don't like holidays. It's depressing to them. They lost loved ones. And when they do get family together, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of bickering. So this is a very stressful time. They actually said, this study showed that suicide is at an all-time high around holidays. And any other time of the year, it's a holiday. So the closer you get to Christmas, it, it's sad to report, you think people would have joy about Christmas, but there's so many more people committing suicide because of the spirit of depression that gets on them. So let's, 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 let's pray about that. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, as we're moving closer to the holiday season, we're moving closer and closer to Christmas. Lord, we pray for their peace. First, we pray for peace in our church families. All of our church members and our church families, God, that you would bless them and give them a wonderful Christmas this year, God. And let there be peace in their families, God. Let there be peace when they get together around the dinner table, God. Let there be peace. Begin to mend relationships. Begin to bring relationships back together. God, those that need to be healed, healed relationships in the families, Father. We bind and rebuke the spirit of depression and the spirit of suicide. In Jesus' name, from away from any of our people, from any of our family members, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against us in judgment shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. That's Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Amen. You need to commit that one to memory if you don't have it memorized. We rely on God's promises. Until now we have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. This is Jesus speaking to you in John chapter 16, and verse 24. He says, Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. You know, that speaks right there. God wants your joy to be full. And he will answer your prayers. He will grant you the answer to your prayers because he wants your joy to be full. <laughs> it's God's will to answer our prayers because he wants our joy to be full. That's what he says here in John chapter 16 and verse 27. Oh God, you are a God of wisdom and knowledge. So we call upon you now to help us have wisdom in these troubled times. We hear a multitude of voices that are shouting many different messages, even among Christians. We hear opposing opinions on important topics. Teach us from your word and by your spirit. Show us the truth. Help us to discern the real from the fake and the good from the, from the bad. Direct our thoughts as we pursue social media and let us not be led astray into false doctrine and non-Christian ways of thinking. 
Make us steadfast in your faith. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a good place to say amen right there. Lord, we believe you hear and answer these prayers. Regarding our intercessions and our personal requests, we stand on the promises of Jesus and he said whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray you will forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. We ask you to bring to mind anyone who has sinned against us. Give us the grace to forgive them. Search our hearts, O God, and show us our faults. Give us pure hearts so that we might see you. Amen. This prayer is based on Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. You know, it's so important that we forgive others. You know, maybe there's somebody in your life that you need to forgive. You know, unforgiveness hinders your prayers. Unforgiveness is a form of not loving somebody. And when you don't walk in love, your faith will not work. Therefore, your prayers are hindered. And you can pray all you want, but if you have hatred in your heart, unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody, your prayers cannot reach the throne of God. You have got to have faith and you, your faith has to work and your faith only works by love. That's what the scripture tells us. Faith worketh by love. Amen. I don't want King James on you there. Praise God. So we gotta we gotta walk in faith. We gotta walk in love and we gotta walk in forgiveness. So if there's somebody in your life right now, you can say, you know, you can say, Pastor CJ, I just don't know how to forgive. That's okay. Jesus does. You don't need to know how to forgive. Just ask the Lord to help you forgive. Just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I, I don't know how to forgive this person. I, I, I don't even know where to begin. But I make a decision right now that I'm going to because I need to. Lord, I don't know how, so I'm asking you to help me to release them from my heart. I'm asking you to help me to walk in love and forgiveness in Jesus' name. And then you call out that person's name. I forgive so-and-so, whoever that is. I forgive them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo, praise God. You just got set free. <laughs> you just got set free from so much. You just have no idea how much bondage you were in. And when you make a decision to forgive and you confess it like that, you just set yourself free, and now your faith can work, and now your prayers can be answered. So give God some praise wherever you are right now in the name of Jesus. Just say, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Lord, for setting the captives free in Jesus' name. God, we pray you will not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You are our strength, and we ask that you teach us to walk in the Spirit and to live in the Spirit. We thank you for our high priest, Jesus, who can sympathize with our weaknesses, both at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That's based on Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. That's what I love about this, this book. It is based on the Word of God. Pray in the Word of God. Amen. Praying through Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're asking God to help us, equip us with the, for spiritual warfare. 
You know, I tell people, I've been telling people for years, you're in spiritual warfare, whether you want to be or you don't. It don't matter where you stand on that, you're still in spiritual warfare. So you might as well learn how to fight. You might as well learn how to fight in the spirit. You might as well learn how to pray, because prayer is your battle. Prayer is your fight. So learn to use it. Therefore, taking you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your girdle, your waist with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Dear God, I'm, I'm in a battle. Please give me the whole armor and cover me from head to toe with your protection. Say that with me. Say that with, you know you're in a battle. You know you got things going on. You know you need God to help you. So come on, repeat this after me. Dear God, I'm in a battle. Please give me the whole armor and cover me from head to toe with protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Thank you for your faithfulness. We give thanks like the psalmist did in Psalms 21. Be exalted, O Lord, in our, in our own strength. In, in your own strength. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. Mm, amen. That's Psalms 21, 13. When I remember you on my bed, I am I meditate on you in the night watches. That's Psalms 30, 63 and verse 6. Lord, we have cried out to you, and now we wait for you. Waiting on you, we remember that many times in the past when you came to our rescue. Many times you answered our prayers. Many times you comforted us. Many times you corrected us. Many times you pointed us in the right direction. We remember, we meditate, contemplate, <laughs> ruminate. So we will wait again today. We believe that you will meet us, meet with us. Once again, we give thanks to you, Lord. And we ask everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Breathe in me, Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, Holy Spirit, that my work, too, may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love only what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me, then, O Holy Spirit, then I always may be holy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That's Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 and 26. Praise God and amen. Praise God. We got we still got time for some more prayer. But I will take a, just take a few minutes here and just pray. Let's pray over our children, our Wednesday night services. Miss Angel is working on a Christmas play with all the children in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we have on, on Wednesday nights. And so many of these children, I want to tell you, I could tell you some heartbreaking stories about some of these kids we pick up on Wednesday night. Some of them live with their grandparents because mom and daddy's high on drugs. Some of them live with grandparents because mama day is high on drugs, but guess what? Grandma and grandpa high on drugs too. 
the whole family's high on drugs and these kids are growing up in this environment. We've got children that they've had horrible things happen to them, horrible things, unspeakable things happen to them in their lives. And they just need some love. We do everything we can to create a place of safety for them, a, a place that they can learn about Jesus, a place that they can mingle and fellowship with other children their own age. But I'm going to tell you, it's heartbreaking sometimes. And I see them here at church having so much fun, but when the church is over, we have to take them home. And it breaks my heart to take them home sometimes. And sometimes I really just keep them than to take them home. I know they'd be better off with me. <laughs> you ever feel that way? But you know, these children, they're so important. And Miss Angel has got such a heart for them, and she's teaching them a Christmas play. We're going to have a Christmas play this year. And these little precious children are going to be in it. And my prayer, and I want you to agree with me in prayer, prayer of agreement, that their mamas and their daddies will come, that their grandparents will come to the house of God December 17th and watch these babies in this play. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray over these children, God, that we pick up on Wednesday nights. You know their situations. You know their home lives, God. And Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have given them an angel to watch over them, protect them. And we speak to their angels. We speak to the angels of these children. And we command you to protect them and guard them. According to God's word, we, we expect you to perform the Father's word in their life. In Jesus' name. Father, we just ask you to protect these children. We ask you to show them your love. Let the Holy Spirit minister to them and comfort them. Some of these children have been through horrific things. And some of them live in just dire situations at home. I don't know how many times, Father, we've had children tell us that they had no food at home. We've even had teenagers, God, ask us for food to take home. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would strengthen our Wednesday night, strengthen our teachers, strengthen our leaders to have more love for the children, more desire to meet their needs. Father, I pray right now that you would just just begin to move upon this congregation, God, that they would just want to do everything they possibly can for this Wednesday night service with these children. Lord, we need cooks to cook, teachers to teach, bus drivers to drive. Father, we need people who can love them. We need loving grandmas, Lord, and love on these babies. And Father, we just ask you right now in Jesus' name, you have all of our, our teachers' patience. <laughs> Our bus driver needs patience, God. Yes. In Jesus' name. Bless them. Bless our Wednesday night service. Bless our adult class, God, as we come to learn about you, as we come to understand your word. And right now, you've got us in the book of Acts. And Father, I pray for an understanding of the book of Acts, the early church, so we know how to be the church of today based on the history of the first church in Jesus name amen and father I pray for sister Angel's teenage class on Thursday nights all those teenagers same situations sometimes but as we pray for the kids God 
Lord, that you would just stir those teenagers up and create such a hunger and desire for you. Lord, that they will just have a desire to come to the house of God on Sunday mornings. That they would just get into the altars and begin to seek you in spirit and in truth. Let there be a revival amongst our teenagers right now. A draw of the spirit to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. The Lord spoke to me today. He spoke to me about my church, actually. And he took me to his word where it says, In the last days, it will be as the days of Noah. And I got to thinking about Noah. God began to talk to me about Noah. God began to talk to me about the animals that came to Noah. Two by two, the animals came to Noah. Noah didn't go hunt those animals down. He, didn't, he did not have to beg them or push them or pry them to come into the ark. The animals started coming to Noah and getting in the ark two by two. This is what God spoke to me today. He said, I'm sending the people to you. I'm drawing them in as I drew the animals to the Noah's Ark. As I drew the animals in Noah's Ark, so am I sending you, the people, to the Bible Church of God. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that divine word. Oh, I receive that prophecy, God. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. I know you're working. Father, send the angels out. Begin to compel the people to come to the Bible Church of God. Lord, send the angels right now. There's people that are walking distance of this church, God, that see this church every day. I'm shocked to learn that there's people that's been living around this church for years and yet have never walked through the doors. God, compel them to come as you did the animals to Noah's Ark. Compel them to come to the sanctuary, God, that we can lift up the holy name of Jesus and teach them to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we send the angels even now, God. We bind the demonic forces that hinder them from coming. There's people who have talked about coming, but for some reason, there's something that keeps coming up that prevents them from coming. We bind that something right now. We know what that something is, and we bind it, and we cast it away from them right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord, send me laborers, laborers, as you send these people into the sanctuary, God, send me laborers that will be willing to work for the harvest. Not, not people who have their own agendas, not these, these false preachers, God, that just want to steal the congregation and build their own churches, God. But send me people that have a heart for you. Lord, that just have humble hearts and just want to help the pastor do your work, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't know I was going to share that with you tonight, um, what the Lord spoke to me today. But I believe it. And I want you to agree with me in prayer. And it will be so. It will be yes and amen. You know, when you say amen, you're saying, let it be so. <laughs> let it be so. In Jesus' name.
Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Praise God. Lord, we're just the clay, and you're the potter. We're just the clay, and you're the potter, God. Begin to move out of us the imperfections that you see in us. Begin to shape us and mold us, recreate us, God. Sometimes you have to break people down in order to build them back up. Father, just like a potter in the clay, we praise you, O oh God, for your great wisdom and power. You are the potter and we are the clay. In your wisdom, you mold and shape us. You have the power to form us into faithful servants. We pray with great anticipation, believing that through our prayers, you will form and shape us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Don't you want to be in the likeness of Jesus Christ? I, I'm, I would think so. I, I would think everybody wants to be in the likeness of Jesus Christ. You want to be more like Jesus? That should be the heart desire of every Christian, every born-again believer, that you want to be more like Jesus? Amen. Just ask the Lord to begin to change some things. You know, we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds to be more like Jesus. Lord, help us to be more like you. Help us to think more like you. Lord, give us the mind of Christ, the mind of the anointing. Mm. That's what your word says. Christ is the anointed one. Give us the mind of the anointed one. In Jesus' name, amen. With Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, we praise God. Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost, Spirit, and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Father, we pray for Israel right now. Lord, we pray for them in the beginning of our prayers tonight. And as we get ready to wrap this up, we're praying again. Bless Israel, God. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Redeem your people right now, God. Redeem your people. Get the hostages out of Gaza in Jesus' name, away from Hamas. Destroy Hamas. Destroy, O oh, Heavenly Father, send the angels and wipe Hamas off of the planet right now. In Jesus' name. And he raised up the horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercies promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore unto our fathers Abraham. Great and merciful God, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul stated, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Will our singing be pleasing to you? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you in our spirit, and we praise you with our understanding. Hallelujah. Shanto koba shikido robabahi. Shikito roko shambro kabalaha. Blessed be the God of Israel. Blessed be the God 
of the universe. Blessed be the God of all creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for Paul's testimony. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Lord, as we get ready to close out tonight, let that be our prayer. Let this be your prayer tonight. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. That none of these things move you. Whatever's going on in the world, whatever's happening in the world news, whatever's happening in your life, your family, none of these things move you. Did I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord? Father, let us re receive joy and let us finish our race with joy all oh, unspeakable joy let us finish our race god that you have set before us today the work of the ministry that you have given us and jesus testified to the gospel of grace of god lord help us to finish our race with joy strengthen us to testify of your wonderful words thank you for sacrificing your life for us in jesus name in Jesus' name, amen. Can you believe almost we're at the end of another hour? You know, it's not that hard to pray for an hour. If you begin to talk about people praying for an hour, well, they, they think that's an eternity. But you know, it goes by fast when you just begin to get into the presence of God. Thank you for spending this hour of power with me tonight. I pray that we have said something, prayed something that has touched you. And I ask you to continue to pray be with us tomorrow night in service here at the Bowden Church of God, located at 1030 West College Street in Bowden, Georgia. If you're a teenager, you can come on Thursday night in Miss Angel's class. Amen. And um, make sure you're here on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Bishop Godden's going to be back with us talking about faith. And on November the 12th, I'm starting a new series. The title, the title of the series that God has given me is that the truth will stand when the world's on fire. And my Lord, that's where we are right now. The world's on fire. But the truth will stand, church, so stay with truth. Father, I thank you for the listening audience tonight. Thank you for those that joined me in prayer. I ask you for your continual blessings upon them, your continual protection upon them in their life. Encourage them, heal them, set them free. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen, amen. Love you guys. I'll be back with you live in Pastor CJ's Sunday school class, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. See you then. Bye-bye. God is good to us. Amen. And we need to be good to God. Praise God. Amen. So glad you're with me this morning. There is so much to talk about. Grab your Bibles and turn to Matthew, the 24th chapter. We're going to dive into Matthew, chapter 24. We're talking about the day and the time that you and I are living in right now. And uh, the question that comes to play is, where are we on this prophetic timetable? Where are we? 
how close are we to the return of our Messiah? How close are we to the rapture of the church? I'm telling you, I believe we it is it is closer than we even realize. It is almost here, and we don't even realize it's that it's coming. Amen. So let's dive into God's word. Let's dive into prayer this morning. And uh, let's ask God to bless us and increase us this morning as we get into God's holy word. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that we can come and be in your presence. God, we thank you this morning that this is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. Father, we're grateful that we have this technology, Lord, that we are celebrating one year on the internet radio, one year on the internet radio, and we give God the glory, we give God the praise of all of our listeners that have listened around the world. We've even had uh, people in Pakistan listening to us through the internet radio, people in California listening to us through the internet radio, and all over the state of Georgia. Father, we thank you that you are taking the gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, through the internet, and you're using modern technology to help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you, Lord, as we celebrate our first year on the radio. God, that you will help us, that you would increase us, Lord, and to be many more years to come. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Matthew, 24th chapter. Uh, grab your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 24. Take a few minutes with me. I know you're getting ready for church today. Um, but you know, this is a time that we can set aside. You don't have to go to church till 11 o'clock. So let's just take a few minutes and get in God's Word this morning. And Jesus went out and departed to the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, that there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now let me just stop right here and talk to you for just a moment, because many, we all know about the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. There's a wall in Jerusalem that they claim is still part of the outer court of Solomon's temple that was destroyed in 70 AD. Now when Jesus gave this prophecy 2,000 years ago, um, he was prophesying about the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Now he says, Jesus says, our Messiah, our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, our Great Shepherd, he said, not one stone shall be left upon another and shall be thrown down. But yet today, we have a place called the Wailing Wall. And many people believe that is the outer court of Solomon's temple. And I do not, because the wall is still standing. There's still stone upon stone. That is against the scripture. That is against what Jesus actually said. So I do not believe that is the, the, wailing, the, the correct wall of the, the outer court of the temple. What I believe it is, is the a wall of the Roman garrison, a Roman garrison uh, military would build on the highest mountain of their conquering nation. And I believe that's what that is today. Um, here's one thing that we can know, 
if this is true, and this is still part of King Solomon's temple, then watch out for something to happen and the wailing wall come crumbling down. Because in the last day, Jesus said that this wall would come down. He said, not one stone upon another. So if this is truly part of Solomon's temple, it will be destroyed. And that's something that you and I can watch out for in the news. But like I said, I believe it's part of the Roman garrison. There's many documentaries about this. Um, you can uh, watch it. You can Google it. You can watch it. Um, they do not believe this is actually the Dome of the Rock. They don't believe this is actually the site of uh, Solomon's temple. Um, but we know that Solomon's temple was going to have to be built again. The third temple would be built again for the Antichrist to walk in. So let's go back to verse 3. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us what shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Um, you know, I looked at this scripture just last night I was looking at the scripture and man, I looked at the scripture differently than I think I've ever seen it before. Because when you read it from the King James Version, it makes you think of Antichrist, people proclaiming to be the Messiah, false Christ rising up, proclaiming to be the Messiah and leading many astray. But when you read it in the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Bible uh, reads it this way. For many will come in my name misusing it. Hmm. and appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me, saying, I am Christ the Messiah and the Anointed, and they will lead, will mislead many. And so I looked at this scripture and amplified it, and it makes me think of false gospel. There is such a false gospel being preached today, uh, misusing the name of Jesus. We've got prophets out here that are claiming to be prophets and giving out messages and that are not biblical. They don't line up with God's word. They actually speak against God's word when you listen to their prophecies. Um, and yet they will say uh, the, the Lord has spoken in the name of the, of the Lord uh, is speaking this. And that is misusing God's name. Uh, we, it's not just people cursing God and, and misusing his name. But it's the gospel message and preachers that are misusing the name of our Messiah. And so I look at this differently today. I look at this as telling us that false gospels will be coming. False gospels uh, are in the land today. There's people that are preaching um, that it's a Calvinistic uh, point of view that, you know, it's, everybody's predestined. And if you're not predestined, then you're not going to be saved. And that means that no matter what you do or where you came from, you're just predestined to go to heaven. That's the false gospel. We all have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. And you can walk away from this gospel. There's people out there preaching that once saved, always saved. That is a false gospel because everybody has a, an opportunity to walk away if they want to. Um, it's not once saved, always saved. You... Paul said that work out your salvation daily with fear and trembling. So 
the false doctrine of once saved, always saved is being preached in the land today. And then there's another false doctrine in the land today saying basically you just live as you want to and uh, we're under grace. And because we're under grace, we call this hybrid grace, hybrid grace, saying that you can just live any old way you feel like it. And, um, you know, God understands. And, um, you know, you just say a little prayer and, and everything's okay. No, it's not okay. Paul tells us that we're not supposed to continue in sin, that we're supposed to walk away from sin, that we're supposed to embrace sanctification and holiness. So there's false gospels being preached today. Uh, there's another false gospel of tolerance. We're just supposed to tolerate everything. We're, just, we're not supposed to hurt people's feelings by telling them the truth, but just pray that somehow they'll get it uh, instead of preaching the truth to them. And, and there's false gospels being preached today of, of what I call Dr. Feelgood sermons. I think they're getting their, their sermons and their texts actually off of the Dr. Feel show uh, because they're not the gospel. So we've got uh, false doctrines being preached today out there in the land. And uh, so I look at this scripture. Uh, let me read this again in Amplified. Look at what it says. For many will come in my name, misusing it and appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me. That's the Amplified Bible. Mm. Verse 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. You will continually hear, what Amplified says, you will continually hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end of the age. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places or diverse places. Um, you know, we're at that right now. We have uh, racial tensions between nations. One nation wanting to wipe out another nation. Um, the, we have one nation wanting to commit genocide and just totally destroy the nation of Israel. And yet the scripture tells us very plainly, and I want to tell you something, uh, we're going to see this actually split in churches. We're going, to, we're going to be hearing about churches that are being split because of the Palestine, uh, uh, people having sympathy for Palestine. And yet the scriptures are very plain that we should be praying for Israel, that we should be praying for God's protection against Israel. Remember, uh, this, this war, didn't, Israel didn't start it. Uh, Israel is defending themselves and still looking for the 200 captives. And, and listen to me, church. Uh, there's some of those who are Americans. Israel is looking for Amer American captives right now. So we need to be paying attention to this. We need to make sure that we understand this. And last week I was reading to you in the book of Zephaniah where God talks about prophesied through Zephaniah um, I think it was 627 B.C., that he was going to wipe Gaza off the map. He was going to destroy Gaza, the land of the Philistines. And where Palestine is today is the land of the Philistines. Okay? Now, the Philistine people are not believed to be alive today, but those people have migrated into the land, 
And if you know anything about spiritual battle, you know that there is demonic forces that are assigned regions of land. They are assigned countries. And those ancient demons are still there. The ancient demons that control the land that Philistine was there, the days of David and Goliath, the days that King David went home in the whole zigzag story of how they, they stole the women and the children and burnt the city down uh, was the Philistines. And so the entire wars all through the Old Testament, you see the wars between Israel and the Philistines. It was the Philistines that, that uh, captured the Ark of the Covenant and killed Solomon and his son. And, um, so, I mean, Saul and his son. So the wars of the Philistines and the Jews it's the ancient demons that are rising up again. And it's the old ancient war of what we're seeing here. And it's almost a play-by-play -play of what happened in the Old Testament is what we're seeing in the land today and what's happening in our news stations today. So we need to make sure that the church is on the right side of this and the church needs to be on the side of God. The church needs to be on the side of the Scriptures. And, uh, you know, I, I, my heart breaks for the innocent people of Palestine but the scriptures are clear you need to get out of the land you need to leave that land that you call home and you need to seek refuge somewhere else because the land itself has been polluted by the ancient demons that are always going to cause war and conflict with Israel now in verse 6 it says you continue to hear of wars and rumors of wars see you be not frightened for those things must take place but that is not yet the end for nations shall rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdoms, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains, for the intolerable anguish and the time of the unprecedented trouble. Unprecedented trouble. So here we are. This is the uh, Amplified Bible, by the way, in verse, um, verse 8. Let me read that to you in King James. It says, but all these are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. We're talking about birth pains. He's describing the end times as a pregnant woman about to give birth. And that's where we are today and on the prophetic timetable. The earth is in mourning uh, and, and groaning as we are waiting for the return of our Messiah. We are in the last days. And so here we are in the pains that we are seeing the end time. We are living in the end time frustrations. We are living in the end time troubles. Listen, inflation is skyrocketing to the point they are doing everything they can to destroy our country and destroy our finances around the world. The Antichrist system of financing and banking is already at play. Um, Apple's already come out with Apple Pay or Palm Pay, they call it, where you just wave your palm and, and it has your palm print and it's connected to your credit card and there you go. We're just one, I mean, we're just stepping by stepping, each inch in by inch in our way to the mark of the beast system and the beast is there. Ask yourself the question, what backs up the Google? What backs up the cloud? We talk about our pictures being saved in the cloud and no matter what phone or device we own, we can just pull those pictures out of the cloud. And we know when you Google that, you will find that there is a system, there is a computer system that they have classified and called the beast. That right there should be enough to get your attention. 
but the system is already at play. So here we are, the internet system, the Google system, uh, the Amazon system, all of this stuff is the system of the beast. And we need to realize that and realize where we are today. In verse 9 it says, Then they that then they will hand you over to endure tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Now, Jesus is actually speaking to Israel. He's speaking to his Jewish brothers and sisters, and he's talking about the land of Israel. And where are we at today? The whole world seems to be against Israel. We are protesting in the streets. It's a shame our colleges that are producing um, these protests and these children, uh, they have indoctrinated these children uh, into the streets. It's amazing to me um, what's happening right now around the world in our college universities. But in our college universities, they are protesting and they are calling for the destruction of Israel. Now, Genesis chapter 12, God plainly tells us that we're to pray and to bless Israel. And he says, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. That breaks my heart that these young people who are ignorant of the scriptures and ignorant of history are out there cursing Israel because God himself will personally curse them. And it's heartbreaking to know that. Mm. In verse 10, And at that time, many will be offended and rebelled by their association with me and will fall away, and will fall away. Hmm. Let's go to King James. King James, And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. <laughs> Look at what it says. And at that time, many shall be offended and rebelled by their association with me, and will fall away from one whom they shall trust, and will betray one another, handing over believers to the persecutors and will hate one another. Man, this happened in the early church, right in the beginning of the early church in the book of Acts, when we see Saul, uh, uh, Saul who was later became Paul, uh, was persecuting the church and believers were turning over. I mean, it was it, people were turning over to believers to be persecuted. And we're seeing that today. We're seeing how... Israel is being persecuted around the world. I'm going to tell you something. Christians, church world, you need to wake up because they're going to come after the church next. If they persecute the, the Jews, they're going to come after the believers next. Those who believe in a Jewish Messiah, they will come after the church, the body of Christ. And we are in, going to be in the same group with the Jews being persecuted. So you need to realize that today. You need to realize where you are. And many will be offended. I'm going to tell you, man, have we ever lived in a time where everybody's offended by every little thing? Every little thing. Everybody's offended by every little thing in the world today. It's amazing to me how easy people are offended and how they will just get upset and quit the church. I saw a Facebook post and it really got my attention. It talks about how You'll go to McDonald's and they'll mess up your order <laughs> uh, many times, many times, and yet you'll keep going. But you go to church one time, one time, and you get offended by something little and you'll quit the church altogether. 
My goodness, we need some McDonald faith here today. We need some McDonald religion and we just don't give up. Don't be offended because these little things, because it says in the last days that many will be offended and rebel by their association with me and fall and will fall away. That takes me to what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, that in the last days there will be a great falling away a great phone away, a great rebellion. By who? By the church. By those who are supposed to be believers in Christ. By those who are supposed to be the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ are falling away and rebelling each and every week, each and every day. And they're falling away from the morals and the values of the Holy Scriptures each and every day. So the falling away that Jesus is talking about is already here. And then it says in verse 11, many false prophets will appear and mislead many. I'm going to tell you, we've got some false prophets today. We've always had false prophets uh, all through history. Well, we've got false prophets today. You've got false prophets out there telling people that there's uh, um, pudding mountains in heaven and and cows are driving tractors in heaven, and I mean, it's all kind of stuff, and people are just eating it up. And uh, there's no scriptures to base any of this stuff on. And uh, and and one prophetess to claim that uh, she's been transformed or or somehow visited heaven uh, hundreds of times. Uh, I mean, she's just really putting herself above the apostle Paul. Um, it's amazing to me. Uh, but the false prophets are out there and people are just soaking it up. We have people today that are literally running from one prophet to another to hear some type of prophetic word. This is dangerous. This is so dangerous. You need biblical foundation. You need the Holy Scriptures to build prophecy on. And if prophecy you're hearing cannot be backed up by the Holy Scripture then do not listen to it. Do not accept it. It has to be backed up by the Holy Scriptures today and what's happening. Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. Isn't that where we are today? Isn't that where we are today, church? I mean, we're every major city in America today, crime is at an all-time high. Murder is at an all-time high. People are leaving the big cities and are seeking refuge in the country. They're doing that. I'm, I'm hearing reports of people in the, um, in the rural areas that are putting their houses up for sale and people are offering them cash. Can you imagine that? Somebody offering you cash. I'm talking about houses selling for three and $400,000 in the rural areas and people are offering them cash and to scoot that house up and to hurry up and buy that house. Because people are fleeing the cities. They're fleeing um, the country of, of where they are, and they're trying to find refuge. Um, so that's where we are today. And many people, their love is, is grown cold. Even in the church, you can see it. You can feel it. People's love for one another, their love um, to see people saved has grown cold. I want to tell you, if you don't have a desire to see people saved, then you are backslidden. That's a sign right there that you have backslidden from God if you don't have a desire to see people get saved. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering 
to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end of the age will come. Do you know that you and I are living in a time period that this is possible? This is possible right now. I mean, we are actually, uh, our radio station is live on air right this second. And we ha- and all you have to do, no matter where you live in the world, is click on to the radio button, click on to the Bowden Church of God radio button, and you're able to listen. I've had people listen in Pakistan. Uh, look how like, I many miles that is away from, from Bowden, Georgia. Uh, people living in California, 3,000 miles away, and you're able to listen to the Bowden Church of God through the Internet. So here we are living in such a day and a time that the gospel message can be heard around the world. And churches are doing this through their uh, their um, uh, YouTube videos, their uh, television programs, their satellites. I mean, all these things. The gospel message is being heard around the world today. So when you see the abomination mm, of desolation, the appalling sacrilege that the apostles and make death desolate, spoken of by the, by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader who understands, then let those who in Judea flee to the mountains for refuge. Now here is where you have to go to the book of Daniel. And understand what Daniel is, uh, what the, what Jesus is talking about. But he's talking about Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. He's talking about Daniel chapter eleven and verse thirty-one, and he's talking about Daniel chapter twelve and verse eleven. He's talking about the Antichrist rising up in power, and he's talking about the third temple. He's talking about when the Antichrist proclaims himself to be the Messiah. All these things are happening. I mean, they have been breeding the red heifer during the COVID years. The red heifer was being bred to go back to the sacrifice of the red heifer. Think about this. This is happening. They already have all the financing and the materials ready to put together this third temple. They've been working on this for years and years. There are so many plans. And uh, just like they wanted... Uh, America to move the American embassy to Jerusalem and it took years to happen but then it happened seemed like overnight people were astonished it's going to happen church overnight people will be astonished when they start building a third temple and it's not going to take them long to build with modern technology they're going to have that temple up in no time and be back to it they are already training their priests they're already going through all the rituals they're practicing the rituals they already know what to do they are ready they are ready for this third temple. They're ready for it. But let's go ahead and, and turn to, and just keep your finger there, but go to Daniel chapter 9. The book of Daniel chapter 9. And let's go ahead and, and read, um, I believe it's verse 27. Here we go. It's talking about the Antichrist. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrilege of the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation 
and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Let's do that in the Amplified Bible. It says, He will enter into a binding and irreversible covenant with many for one week, which is seven years. Seven-year tribulation. Seven years, okay? And in the middle of the week, or in the middle of tribulation, He will stop the sacrifice and, uh, and grain offering for the remaining three and one-half years in one wing of abomination will come and one will make desolate even until the complete destruction and one that is decreed is poured out on one who causes the horror. So he's talking about the Antichrist stopping the daily sacrifice. So that tells us that the daily sacrifice is going to have to be put back into practice. And so you need to keep your eyes on Israel. You need to keep your eyes on what we're hearing there. And uh, so here we are talking about uh, what's going on in Matthew, the 24th chapter. And we're looking now at the 15th verse. And we are out of time already. Man, this is going by fast. So we will pick this up next week and continue on. But let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my listening audience, God. I thank you the times that you and I are living in. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are soon to return, that the Messiah is coming to rapture the church. Father, I pray for an excitement into the body of Christ to be ready to receive salvation and ready to receive the rapture of the church. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen.